The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no perf- one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands of which we have multiples and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Welcome back to Meaningful Living Podcast. I'm Jess Diamond here with my co-host, Haley Hubbard, and we're so excited because this week we're talking to our friend, Brett Young, the talented country music singer and songwriter, husband to Taylor, and a dad to two daughters, Presley and Rowan. Brett recently wrote and published a kid's picture book titled Love You Little Lady, which is such a heartwarming celebration of a father's love, and it's inspired by the lyrics of his number one hit single, Lady. Brett and Taylor just welcomed their second daughter, Rowan, four weeks ago, so they're really balancing two kids under two. We talked to him about becoming a father, how it's changed him as a man and an artist, balancing two kids and his career, and all about his new kids' book, Love You Little Lady. We promise this episode will leave you inspired and smiling. And while listening to the episode, if you love it and enjoyed it as much as we did, we'd love if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and tag us or tell a friend or leave a review. It's reviews from all of you that encourage others to listen, and we want to share knowledge and real-life experience with all that we can. It takes a village, and we're so grateful to you and this community. And stick around until the end of the episode today, because Brett shares the most vulnerable and honest dad advice that all of us parents need to hear, and the story behind his song, Lady, that inspired his book. Now let's hear it from Brett Young. Well, how are you doing, other than probably really tired? I mean, life is good. Life is really good we're kind of figuring it out We're we're in that stage where we don't have the routine yet, but I think we're both sleeping more than we were three weeks ago. So. Out of the like heavy fog yet? No, no. Yeah. It's not really fair to, to Taylor because we're playing some shows now. And so when I go away, I actually like get normal sleep on the bus. So right. I come home and I'm like, hey, everything's better. And she's like, yeah, it didn't change here. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, we're, everything's good though. I mean, night nurse is a real thing. Oh my we didn't God. do that with the first baby. We're night nursing a couple nights a week now. And so those are, those are very beautiful things. Those They're nights. angels. Mm-hmm. Angels. And um, I love them. I'm thankful for them. Well, I definitely remember those touring moments all too well. It feels like yesterday, but I feel like it just, it still goes by so fast. Like I'm already like, wait, how are our kids one, two, and three already? They're just grown up. It's really quick. And I didn't expect the perspective that you get when you have the next one. You like forget that your first one 
has grown up so much. And then you see this newborn baby and you're like, our first one's humongous. <laughs> this is a giant human. Like it's, I still, up until this moment, I thought of this as like still my tiny little baby. And it's like, whoa, no, she's like a, a near two-year-old running around with a full head of hair. Strangely, our baby, our second baby had a full head of like dark hair. So she's ahead of her older sister on that. But um, yeah, it was, it was bizarre to realize how, much Presley had grown up just by looking at a newborn again and going, wow. I forgot that until you just said that, that switch. Like once you come home from the hospital, your first child automatically just is not a baby anymore. Not even close, right? Mm -mm. But it's cool. It's like, then you realize like you can kind of expect more of them and and rely on them for things. And and Presley's obsessed with her sister. And it's to the point, like she's so obsessed and in love with her sister that we like have to play defense because she wants to hug her so bad she might end up accidentally tackling her is we're dealing with all the time right now. So uh, it's pretty fun. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited for you guys. Excited that you've got two little girls now and, and we're just also excited to not only get a dad perspective today on the podcast, it's something that we don't always get, but also just to talk to you about your new book, Love You Little Lady, and of course your sweet family and your newest edition, Rowan. That was such a crazy thing to have be asked to do a book. I think I'm like still trying to figure out how to write songs. So <laughs> if you want to tackle trying to write a book, we'll just, let's just do it. And I was like, do you guys have a really good staff writer? Because <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to do that, but it's turned out to be a really, really cool thing for our family. And I think, you know, we, we decided to do it obviously before Roman was here, but it'll be something that will be just like kind of a, you know, you, you put pictures on the wall, family pictures that you take and you, you cherish those for the rest of your life. And you have video camera memories or I guess video phone memories now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this is something that not everybody gets to have. And so it's going to be really cool. And it was something that was uh, kind of born from the song I wrote for Presley lady. That was my most recent single. And so there's just a lot of cool things that came about with this book idea that will be, you know, not only something cool for my career, which is completely secondary to, for me at this point to how cool it's going to be for our family. Mm, Totally. Gosh, I I feel like even just knowing you and knowing Taylor and your song lady, and just from what you share on socials, it's so clear that fatherhood has totally changed you like personally and professionally as an artist. And so I guess what's it like being a girl dad, first of all, but what's the biggest way that fatherhood has changed you? Well, we don't have enough time for all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll try to make a long story a little less long. Let's just take a pause to talk about our sponsor, Public Goods. We're so excited this episode is brought to you by Public Goods because they're an amazing company that's changing the way we purchase these everyday goods we need. We've been hearing more and more about the health effects of harmful additives that are in our everyday products in our home from toilet paper to toothpaste. Honestly, it's really overwhelming because I don't want my little ones who are so susceptible to these unhealthy ingredients exposed but it takes so much time and effort to research each product in our home, and I didn't know where to start. Public Goods has all the answers. They're your new everything store for all your everyday essentials. They have literally everything from food products like coffee to toilet paper and dental floss, which I'm in love with, by the way, and I love their packaging. But I really love all their products. They're made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. We've switched over our everyday essentials to them, and it couldn't have been a more seamless, easy, and affordable transition. 
Each product is amazing and all of them look beautiful. They know we need to leave that dish soap or dental floss out on the counter sometimes. So they've designed each product to look beautiful and minimalistic so it matches any household decor. We haven't received a product we aren't happy with, but we're currently obsessed with their dish soap and dental floss. It's amazing, looks great next to the sink and comes with refill packs so we aren't wasting the container each time we're out. The dental floss is cute and tiny enough to carry in my purse and is the prettiest but most effective floss I've ever had. We worked out an awesome deal just for our listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They're so confident that you'll absolutely love their products and come back again and again and again that they're giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash living or use code living at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash living to receive $15 off your first order. I always thought that I wanted a boy. I'm the only child of my mom and dad. I have a half sister from my mom's first marriage, but I was my dad's only. And we had an incredible relationship. And I'm also the last male young, like down the line of our whole family. So like if I didn't have boys, then the last name kind of dies with me on that whole side of the family. And so I had taken that like way before me and Taylor got married or anything. I had taken that so seriously that I had tattooed the name young under my heart and I was going to have the kids names above it on my heart and the whole thing. Right. And I wanted a boy. And then we had Presley and we started when she got old enough to like have little play dates and stuff. I hate using the word date for that, by the way, because she doesn't get a date till she's 30, but (laughs) (laughs) we started going and hanging out with the neighbor's kids. And uh, the the ones that live across the street from us, there's three kids. The oldest is a girl. And then there's two little boys. And uh, we went over for our first play date. And Presley, at I think at the time, like 10 months old, just sat and chilled next to the, the girl who I think is six, seven, maybe sat and chilled. And the two young boys chased each other around the coffee table for an hour straight, screaming and never stopping. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want boys. I don't think I can do boys. I don't think I was made to do boys. Like she's already a lot. And look how chill she is compared to these boys. And so I fell in love with being a girl dad immediately to the point where I think everybody expected me to want a boy with the second one. And I was like, so ecstatic that it was a girl because I was like, yeah, I didn't know they'll just be best friends. Like my wife and her sister. And they're none of this coffee table races. Like, I'm just, this is perfect. I love it. And, uh, and as she's uh, Presley has already proved to be like my, my best buddy. We, since the baby's been born, we go, uh, we go up to the, the, the clubhouse. We have a little restaurant where we live, um, and witching hour hits at 11 AM every day. Baby's getting more attention. Presley's freaking out. And I, I just like, I throw on some clothes. I dress her in something. She probably looks ridiculous. It doesn't matter. And we just go up and we have lunch and get her out of the house. And it's made our relationship really cool. And so I'm obsessed with that. I have probably three of the exact same girl dad t-shirt in my closet right now. That's so sweet. Haley and I feel the pain of the boys running around. (laughs) You do. I have have one boy. Yeah. And um, I'm actually doing this interview right in front of the coffee table. So when you're saying that, I'm just like (laughs) watching, you know, what Bryce is like around that coffee (laughs) table. So let's dive into the book a little bit. So just tell us about the book. It is the sweetest book. I mean, Haley's reading it on repeat with Liv. I can't get enough of it. It's just, it has the sweetest message. So can you talk about that a little? Yeah, I think, you know, it was born from the song, Lady. And I think what I wanted to get across with the song 
is kind of what made way for the book. It was with the song. It was, I was about to be a first time parent and I wanted to kind of introduce a vulnerability where I was willing to admit that I have no idea what I'm about to do. If I'm going to even be helpful or, <laughs> or, or, or ever figure this out. But the good news is, is that your mom's here to figure this whole thing out. Right. And what the book did and, and Harper Collins, they were great about pairing us with a writer that, was a fan of the song. So they already had a kind of a grasp of where I was trying to go with the song when we were trying to put this book together. But it was, it was really taking that aspect of like dad's willing to admit that he's completely clueless right now and uh, add an element of, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that the song ever went so far as to become a love song to my daughter so much as a love song to my wife as a letter to my daughter. And I think that the book actually turned the corner and made it you know, by calling it love you little lady and kind of diving a little further into a message, you know, to our daughter and, and, and hopefully, hopefully, I, I don't know how this works if we have to write another book or not, but hopefully uh, <laughs> Rowan, our, our newest uh, feels like this is a message to her as well, but it, it, it turned the corner from daddy might screw it up, but mommy will always fix it to like all of that. Plus, you're everything to us and you make our world and we're always going to be here for you. And we love you so much. And it was a fun collaboration because like I said, I've written songs for, you know, a couple of decades now, but I've never written a book. And so especially a children's book. So fun collaboration to go, you know, I, we don't know what we're doing to like, tell us how do, how do we adapt this song into this? And it's just a fun little message to our kiddos that I think in the world right now, we, my wife and I are both very blessed with parents that are still together and very happy. And, um, but like, you know, you walk around and you see kids being mistreated or you hear stories. And it's like, I think that the message of, of how much you love your kid to your kid, it can never be said enough. And so for us, you know, this was an, another opportunity, another way to say that. It's such a beautiful book. Liv loved it last night. We were reading it really on repeat. And then actually Atlas kept looking at the book and he kept pointing at you on the book and saying, dad, dad. And I'm like, you're right. He is a dad. <laughs> Don't you love how they do that? That's my favorite thing in the world. And whenever yes. Presley sees uh, like a, like a girl with dark hair and dark eyes, mama, I'm yeah. like, you have to know at this point, this is not your mom, but it's very cute that every brunette female in the world is going to look like your mom to you. I mean, that's so adorable cute. that you're thinking about your mom, but I love that. She Presley does that all the time. Oh, she's just, they're all in the most fun phase. We are so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by the amazing team at Haya. Just like us, Haya was created by two parents, in this case, dads, who are tired of kids' vitamins that cause more problems than they solve. So they created Haya. Haya is a children's vitamin that's pediatrician approved that's made without the sugar and unhealthy ingredients that are found in so many of children's vitamins on the market. Haya are chewable, which is key because they're gelatin-free and not filled with any gummy fillers. They're non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, nut-free, and made with zero sugars, which matters because we only want to be giving our kids vitamins with the highest quality ingredients in bioavailable form so it works. They also taste great so our kids will love them. And they come with a reusable bottle, so you get one glass bottle that you just refill with each supplement. They come straight to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. It's amazing. We always want to have our kids eat a varied diet, but it's so nice to have a multivitamin to ensure they're filling in the gaps they're missing and getting the nutrients they consistently need. 
we've worked out an exclusive offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Meaningful Living listeners receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash living or enter code living at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash living and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Full discount applied at checkout. I love your song, Lady, by the way. Every time I hear it, which is a lot on the radio, by the way, <laughs> um, it it really makes me teary because I feel like it's just, it's a new way of honoring women and mothers. And, and I thought about it this morning because I heard it again on the radio and I was like, gosh, it really is like, it's changing the way that we honor mothers and women than we have traditionally. And I, th- I just think that's so powerful. And I love the way that you did that and, and that you turned it into a book. It's beautiful. Thank you. I, full disclosure, I always wanted kids my whole life. And then I got started late in life. And I was like, well, if I was ready at 18, I'm totally ready now. And then we find out we're pregnant. And I'm terrified. And right. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before, you know. And uh, it was like a couple months of being really scared, not regretting it or not wanting a child, just being really scared that I wasn't prepared to do my job as a dad. And um, as a Christian, I get peace from God all the time when I'm like dealing with stuff. And um, Mm -hmm. I think this was specifically him speaking to me, like hearing my anxiety when I just felt this peace, like not only was your wife made to be a mom, but she like was a nanny since she was 12. So settle down. She's got it. She's going to need you for some stuff. And the things that you get wrong, she's going to talk you through them. And you're going to figure them out. But you like, she's got it pretty much doesn't even need you. Mm-hmm. She's just going to rely on you. And you got that oh. part. And when I realized that, that's really where the song came from. And so that, you know, that the, the, turning that into a book was easy because the, the message was so clear, I think, in that song. So we didn't intend on putting that song out. We that Dan Huff, my producer, recorded that for me as a baby gift so I could have it for my family. And then COVID hit and we were done with the last record and we hadn't been back in the studio, but we had that song and we went, okay, well, people are freaking out about the little clips online. So let's just put it out. And that ended up being the first song off the third record. So it was, it it, everything about this song was God's kind of hand on it. And uh, yeah, the the book is just a, 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 like a very fun extension to kind of keep this song alive and this message alive longer for us. Oh, that is so cool. I, I always love the stories of how songs come to fruition, but that that's a really special one. That's really special. And Brett, something you said that just like has stuck with me for like the last 10 minutes is just that there are so many unknowns. And I think as a dad, you know, like you said, your wife was just prepped for this. She knew what she was doing. And then that second you found out you were pregnant, it was like, I don't know what to do, but that we can't tell our kids enough how much we love them. Like that, that message, no matter what we're doing, no matter how messy it gets, that that message can't be said enough. And, and that's just, that's so beautiful. I feel the same way. If there was anything that I heard plenty as a kid, it was that I was loved probably too much, probably dealt with a little bit of extra confidence. I'm not going to go so far as to say overconfident, but, <laughs> um, but I always knew that I didn't lack for that. And so I always knew that I didn't want my kids to either, man, I just ended up marrying a girl that is even better at that than me. And so I'm trying to find little 
nooks and crannies to sneak in my I love you's because she's filling them all up. So um, <laughs> we try to always make sure that they feel loved and taken care of. And uh, we're in, for the first time, a stage where there's now two of them and, and our oldest had all the attention for a year and a half. And and it's tricky. It's, I mean, yeah, there, there's no right answer for it, but there's never a time when you have said, I love you too much. And so we just try to, we try to stick with that and get them one-on-one and separate them. And anyways, the book has just been such a fun way to put on paper um, what's already been out on words, uh, in words with Lady, my my song. And so it's been a blast. It's actually been really challenging uh, because it's so different. You wouldn't think writing a book versus writing a song is, is different. It's been so different, but in a fun way where it like stretched and pushed me and Taylor and I got to do it together. We're sitting there during COVID like, I'm not just going to be like, hey, babe, by the way, I'm going to do a book. Um, I asked her to do it with me. So like every time something came through and we, and we, you know, decided if we liked it or we didn't like it, we wanted to change something all the way down to the illustrations. Our illustrator was incredible as well. But I got to just go, hey, babe, we got like two weeks worth of emails that I got to go through. We're doing this together, right? Come on, put Presley to bed. Let's do this. We got to do it all together. And it was really special. It was so cool. Taylor's such a rock star. Literally, she's an amazing human, an amazing mother. And also we had Luca's second birthday party a couple weeks ago and she came with Presley still, even though she was probably just two weeks postpartum. And like she wanted to be obviously a supportive friend, but most importantly, a supportive mom. Like you could just tell she wanted to let Presley have a fun experience since of course Presley's going through this transition. And, and I just thought that was so sweet. And I'm like, how in the world did you just have a baby? Because I, I don't know that I would be a two-year-old's birthday party at a trampoline park right now. She was so excited to do that. She, you know, I'm sure you know this feeling. I don't, as a guy, one thing we have to like completely rid ourselves of is the idea that we might kind of understand what you all go through as moms. Well, like no idea. But one thing that she is experiencing the most for the first time is mom guilt for being with the baby all the time and not being able to be with Presley. And she doesn't want Presley to feel abandoned or any of that. So Luca's birthday was, she was like, I'm going, we have, we're doing it. She can't, she's still on, she had a C-section. She's like on pain meds. She can't even drive. So her sister drove her, but she was so excited to be there. And those videos of Presley jumping and playing with the kiddos was like, I, I didn't even have to ask her if she had fun. Not, I'm not talking about my daughter. I'm talking about my wife. I didn't even <laughs> ask her if, if she had fun. I just had to watch that video and know that Taylor was so obsessed with getting to be the one that was there with Presley for that. So thank you for the invite on that. That was, And I also heard that Tyler was like, uh, the guys had found like balls to throw at the kids. Yeah. And, and, he and was the only t- reason I bring that up is that I do that with little, the, like the ball pit balls at our house. Yes. I've done that since Presley was born. People, they don't hurt. It's like a water bottle. It's just fun for an annoying dad to be an annoying dad. That's our job for most of our life. And so I've done that. And Taylor's always been like, don't, you can't, Brett, stop it. And then she was like, all right, you're off the hook. Apparently that's all dads because Tyler and everybody were doing that. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. If I would have seen that, I would have been like, Tyler, what are you doing? <laughs> it doesn't hurt people. It's funny. Come on. I know. I know. You know, kids need that. Let's take a break to talk about our sponsor, Conair, and then we'll get back to this conversation. 
We're so excited to share all about Conair's double ceramic triple barrel waver because as moms, we need simple and easy ways to style our hair. The days of a 30-minute or 60-minute hair routine are so behind us. We don't know what it is about the end of summer and back to school, but we've been into changing up our hair and making it look less of a mess, or at least I have. So the Conair double ceramic waver gives you beautiful, effortless waves. It's designed with not just one, but three barrels for great continuous waves, and we're loving it. Plus, the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat, fast styling, and long-lasting waves. With instant heat up, 30 heat settings for each hair type, and turbo heat boost for those difficult-to-style spots, it's easy to get the waves you want. And the wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for flawless results. You can style your hair effortlessly so you look more put together for back to school. This curler makes curling your hair so easy. Trust me, if I can do it, so can you. It also has an auto off to keep us safe because I can never remember if I've unplugged my appliances. Skip the salon and save time. Big, beautiful waves at home. No salon appointment needed. What is not to love? Get your waiver delivered to your door just in time for back to school. Ordering this back to school essential for beautiful bombshell waves is easy to order. Just go to conair.com and search waiver. That's conair.com and search waiver. You just had a baby and Presley's almost two, right? Yeah, she's 22 months. They're, they're, they're exactly 21 months apart to the day. They're both 21st of different months. Wow. Oh, I think that's exactly Olivia and Luca. Their age really? difference too. Yeah. Our goal was two under two because Taylor and her sister were 22 months apart and they have a great relationship. Like you got to meet her sister uh, she's at, amazing. The, at the birthday party the other day. They're, they're like best friends. She's staying with us now. I mean, like they're just, so we wanted our girls when we found out it was another girl, we were so excited because we want them to have that relationship. So yeah, we got Go we have a, a three, yeah, we have a three week old and a, and a 22 month old. Wow. And you're juggling tour life and you just put out your book, obviously. And I know living with a creative and an artist, there's usually a hundred other things behind the scenes that are going on even while those big major things are going on, how are you juggling all of that and parenting and tour life and showing up? And how do you feel like most helpful with a newborn in the house? <laughs> Loaded question. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where do I start? First of all, I generally feel like I'm not doing enough all the time, which I think what I'm told is the right way to feel. Just like embrace that and find something else. And whether it's like the dishes don't really need to be done, but do them right now, or the trash is only half full, but take it out or whatever, like things you can't control. Right. But my father-in-law, when Presley was born, um, gave me really good advice. And it's helped me a ton because it's, it, Taylor had a C-section with Rowan, our second, and she can't even pick up Presley. So I'm every morning in and out of the crib. I'm every changing up onto the changing table. I'm full-time two-year-old. And I was helped that Taylor had with, with Presley when she was a newborn that she doesn't have now because I'm with Presley all the time. So it didn't become two-on-two. Two. It became two sets of one-on-one -on -one in our house. And my father-in-law told me something that he said, I'm, I'm just going to tell you something that no guy's ever willing to admit. I wish somebody told me. And until I was already done raising two daughters and having a conversation with my friends that had grown children, I hadn't heard any other guy admit this. I'm just going to tell you right now. Your newborn needs their mom and they don't need you yet. They're going to grow to love you because you're going to be there all the time, but they don't actually need you yet. And so you're not going to develop a connection with them as quickly 
as their mom is. That's normal. For you to feel guilty about that, well, it's going to set you back a little bit. Do your job, figure out what mom needs, what help she needs, and do it. It's not, it's not a step down in your station to take out the trash. It was your job anyways. Just do it more so she sees you doing stuff. That's it. If she asks you, be there and be ready. And so that was the best advice I ever got. And it's, it's, it's translated into this whole thing where, yeah, we have a ton of stuff coming out. I have a Christmas record coming out for the first time. We're getting back on the road. But I put a stop on touring all the way until September just to make sure that, you know, Taylor had surgery. I don't want to leave until that's healed up, till she can pick up Presley, things like that. So work life is busy, but it's been from my phone and I can hold a toddler or a, or a three-week-old while I do it. So it, it's just balance and it's you'll never really find it, but you're always kind of fighting for it at the same time. That's such amazing advice because I think we hear from dads all the time of they don't know in those beginning stages, like, is something wrong with me if I'm not bonding as much or I don't feel the same way? And they're, you know, a newborn's not giving a lot back to you in that beginning time. And so that's that's really beautiful that he gave you that advice that it takes some time because I think that really normalizes it for dads and it's just not spoken enough about because it is completely normal. You know, every experience is different and it's good to give yourself time and know that that bond is going to come. Absolutely. It was, uh, I don't think it was a week after I had reached out to Tyler and, and complimented him. I mean, your, your, your socials are amazing. Your, your family's beautiful and, and he's always like involved. And I was feeling a little bit of that, like I'm like worthless thing. Aww. And I reached out and, and he invited me to, to, uh, go meet with miles in that group that they, they do once a month. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I met and I was like, you know, I, I kind of broke down. I was like, I, I'm just not sure that I'm doing enough. And it was incredible. First of all, by the end of it, it was, I had talked through everything. And then a week later, my father-in-law comes and tells me that. And I was, I was like, why is this not like a little laminated card that they give new dads when, when they, you know, you, you have your baby and then they give you your baby and you fill out the birth certificate and the whole thing. And then here's this little card for dad. And look at this later when you're by yourself, you know, because I was a month in before, before it really hit home for me, but it's meant everything with Rowan because, you know, she's Taylor can't breastfeed with Rowan. She would share this if she wasn't here, even though I feel weird sharing it for her, but she can't uh, breastfeed uh, because Rowan has a cleft palate. So we're bottle feeding. So normally that would mean I could be more involved, but since she can't pick up Presley on the times when I would be feeding Rowan, I'm still full time with Presley. So it's, it's even less time, even though it could have been more time. And so had I not known what I know now, I would have felt so absent from her life. And instead, I just pick my times and Presley goes to bed at 7.30 and then Rowan's mine and while, Pres while Taylor gets ready for bed. And you just kind of figure it out and you stop making it about yourself, which, by the way, <laughs> you're not allowed to do that as a parent anymore, I've found out. So um, uh, it's, it's been interesting. It's been, it's been uh, man, if I, I, maybe next is like a, a lullaby record or something because <laughs> I, yes. I think more about this stuff than I do about about writing records for for my myself anymore. God, that's so true. That actually is a great idea. <laughs> tell, Ty tell Tyler I'm ready. Let's do a collab. <laughs> you guys collab. Gosh, I feel like we could just chat forever <laughs> on I this. Did I talk too much? I'm sorry. No, we we could talk forever on this. And I told Taylor next time I want her to come on the podcast. I love her so much. She but loves it was, you too. Oh, she's she's great. And one of these days we all need to get together. I know that 
we're a family that travels all the time. Not only like touring a lot, but then we travel a lot. And that's the same as you guys. You guys love to to travel. So when we're both back in town, we'll all have to get together and get the kids together. Deal. Let's go to the beach. I miss it. Oh, we do too. Well, thank you so much for this. And thanks for for sharing all this and and all your good dad advice. (laughs) Let me just finish by saying nobody listened to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is really good advice. It is. You're so vulnerable and honest. I don't think, I mean, dads, this is what dads need to hear. Well, I hope so. If it helps even one person, uh, like I said, I was so grateful for my father-in-law to just admit that he felt that way because I think guys are told from the time that they're born to be tough. That's not your job as a dad. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.